In this age of confusion, there's disillusion everywhere. It's hard to find true peace of mind or someone who really cares. I have put my trust in Jesus. He's like no other one I know. His word is true. He'll see me through. I believe Jesus. I terrorism and all this other stuff and she started questioning me and I'm working on the furnace and it happens so many times and come and start talking to me I'm thinking okay well she's telling me her story and her thoughts and what the world and our government and so on and so forth and I listen and then she listens to me and you know what as I left that house I thought thank you Jesus whether she took what however she took it that's the Lord's business but I got to say I believe Jesus. Praise God. I don't know about the world. I told her I'm at, I am concerned about Russia and all that, but I'm not worried. And she just looked at me. I believe Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe.
Though this world has refused him, though we abuse him, he still lives. His grief and pain was for our gain, so our Lord might be near. Faith to overcome each trial, the grace to live in victory. His nail-scarred hands brought salvation's plan. Thank you, Jesus. I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus saves. And I believe a crown of life awaits.
Well, Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble. When the winds of this world are rolling strong. Jesus is with me when the storm Thank you. 
tell myself keep walking on I hear something up ahead water falling like a song an everlasting stream your river carries me
thank you for the offering today. I know that it uh, seems like we have a lot of things going on right now. Uh, had a funeral for my cousin yesterday, or Friday, down in Kentucky, and he's right at 62, just turned 62. He's too young to die, but I love them. They're my mother's family, and we grew up together, a lot of us. Mark and him was pretty close in age, and I can remember him playing with little army men when these kids. Time is traveling by, and many lives are coming to an end. And I don't ever want to be condemning to anyone that leaves this life. I have no idea how many knows God's in charge. God's in charge of all things. I don't put nobody in heaven, and I don't put nobody in hell. I'm just reading the same Bible that God gave us. His only son. It's, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's the only thing I know. And I know when my cousin died, God said something very simple to me. We all need Jesus. We all need him. We need him in life and we need him in death. How many knows that's true? You've needed Jesus whether you know it or not yet. You need Jesus all your life. And you also need him at the end of this life and I know that those promises that we have are in him all of those things that we know that we're going to face tomorrow there's not too many here that's uh, probably been on easy street all their life never had no problems if you ain't just hold on time's got a way of giving you some trouble but I want to talk to you a little bit today about something very simple because God wouldn't let me get a message together other than this. And this is why I know that it's something very simple and very, because I'm not smart enough to come up with something good. But I'll tell you this, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing you have to have in your life. You've got to understand that the enemy is trying his best to keep you from accepting Jesus Christ. And when I say that, I look at young people sometimes, and I look at people in funerals sometimes, and I wonder, do they know Jesus at all? Do they know anything about God? They will talk of their drinking. They will talk of their partying. They will talk of all the things that they're accomplishing in this world and never mention Jesus. And I think to myself, wait a minute, you're missing the most important thing. Tell me about Jesus in your life. Tell me what you know about him, because if you don't know him, you don't know nothing. You're on a dead-end street. Young people, you're on a dead-end street. I don't know how to tell you this, but I have this, how do you say this platform to say it? Sometimes moms and dads can't tell you. But if you don't know Jesus, you're going to be lost real soon. You're going to find yourself on the outside following a world, the flesh, and the devil. And you're not going to know who Jesus is. And you can be raised in church all of your life and not know who Jesus is. Did you know that? 
You can know about him, but you've never really received him. How many knows they're saved? How many knows that they know the day when Jesus convicted them of their sin and they said, Lord, I'm sorry, I have failed and I am not a Christian and I would die and go to hell and deserve it had not for you come into my life and brought this truth to my mind and to my heart. If I hadn't had somebody to show me Jesus. So I know that this group this church, I don't care if we call ourselves Pentecostal, I don't care what we call it. If we don't get salvation straight, we're missing it. We can go forward and we can do all kinds of good works. Some of it gives us a nice little pats on the back. But it's not going to do the job, Connie. It's not going to do what Jesus did. Jesus is the one that needs to be in your life because it's personal. It was personal to the woman at the well. It was personal. It was personal, Amber, to Paul and Silas hanging in the jail. It was personal. All he knew is no matter what they do to me, I still have Jesus. I can praise him right in the middle of the chains on the walls. I can praise him. And I have all my hopes in Jesus. I turn to Romans the first chapter, I'll read a couple of verses. Romans 1, 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greeks. For therein, listen to me, therein, wherein, therein that gospel that we're not ashamed of, Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Did you know that you have to have faith in Christ? Do you know you can't have faith in faith? You can't have faith in yourself? You can't have faith in the works that you're doing? You have to have faith in who he said he is and what he has accomplished at Calvary. It ain't never going to change. Man keeps rising up, doing good things. They keep trying to do it themselves, but without faith in him. It's therein that I am righteous. Did you know you can look at me and say, oh, you're the preacher. You're a righteous person. You walk that way. I think sometimes young people come in here and they think, well, wow, them Christians have been doing that ever since they were born. They were born that way. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. They had to be born again. They had to come to the place where they accepted Jesus as their Savior. They had to come and to follow him day by day and realize that he would reveal himself from faith to faith. I learned, DJ, over the years that he loves me. I learned how much short I come of him. Every time I get involved in something, every time he leads me to somewhere where I think I'm doing a good thing, and all of a sudden I find out I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm doing, Lee. But Jesus shows up and he's with me. He's with me when the storm clouds are gathered. He's with me everywhere I go. He's the only way of salvation. And I'm not home yet. You neither are you. We still got to walk this walk of faith. You might hold on to a ticket that you had from years ago. I've had people tell me I got saved when I was in VBS. 
so I don't never have to do no more. I can sin, I can do whatever I want, it's already covered. And I'm going to tell you something, Jesus only had to die for you one time. But you need to go back to the well and say, Lord, there's things in me that I need to repent of. I need to go back and say, I'm sorry again, Lord. I have to live from faith to faith. I have to get a hold of the answer and keep striving to have it. I'm not letting the enemy steal. Would you allow a baby so beautiful to be stolen from your arms? To stand back and let the enemy take it? No. No, you will fight for it. <laughs> you will strive. And every time you see opposition coming against it, mommies and daddies will rise up against it. But see, the power comes from above. The revelation, the truth, the understanding, the discernment to know what's right and wrong. You know, I said it a couple weeks ago, and young people don't get mad at me again, but the truth is, sometimes the answer is no, and it's the right answer. And nobody wants to hear it. You didn't want to hear it when you was a kid. When mom and dad or somebody that cared about you said, don't go there, you didn't want to hear it. But how many knows Jesus is going to tell you don't go there sometime? He's going, to, he's going to tell you how to get your act together. He wants you to walk back to him. He wants you to strive to enter into his, his peace and his rest. We turn to the 10th chapter of Romans, if you will. Listen to this word about faith. Faith in Christ guarantees the righteousness which is a right with God. Are you trying to be right with God? Do you come to church to be right with God? Now everybody here, I believe you come here, you think I'll, I'll be right if I go to church. That's the right thing to do. But can I tell you, your righteousness ain't good enough. It's what his righteousness is. So listen, the faith in Christ guarantees the righteousness did you know the law had righteousness in it? But the law could not give you the righteousness. All they could tell you is what righteousness was. How many sees that? Did you know God's law is perfect? Did you know God's word's perfect? But you trying to live it will never, add, never measure up. How many here's what I'm saying? See, that's what's wrong in the church. We think works is getting us there. They thought the law, obeying the law, those religious people, those Jewish leaders thought obeying the law would get them there. They didn't need Jesus. They wanted to do it yourself. You can't do it yourself. And it's no different today. People in churches are working and working and working and trying to tally up, putting a notch in their belt saying, I'm ready to go to heaven. You're only ready to go to heaven when you turn to Jesus. He's my only righteousness. I got no rights. Carl, I can't go up and tell him what I've done. I've done nothing. Anything I do, it's because he let me do it. Or he encouraged me to do it. And then he blessed me to do it. And he supplied the needs to do it. You can't do this on your own. I'm trying to say it, but you can't do it. The righteousness is not yours. It's his. It says in verse 4 of Romans 10, 
Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Do you believe what Jesus did at Calvary? Do you ever look at what Jesus did at Calvary? Because I can tell you right now, that's your salvation. That's your righteous salvation. Only what Jesus did for me. You say, but all I got to do is believe. Yeah, you do have to believe. But can I tell you, the faith was given by God. It's God's faith. It's God's words that encourage my faith, that gives me the faith to believe in what he said. I mean, here's what I'm saying. I didn't conjure this faith up on my own. I didn't decide one day, I think I'll just believe Jesus. I think I'll go back to church and I'll just sit down in the pew and I'll make my way to heaven that way. That's not going to get it. You have to come to know who he is and what he's telling you. When you got wrong in you, he's working on you. And everybody does. You know, we're all, there's none righteous, not one. I'm still working on it. You still working on it, or have you decided I'm good enough? I ain't asking you to be like me. I want you to be like Jesus. I'm not telling you just follow what I'm telling you. Follow what he says. Follow his words. It says, the, he, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to every man that believes. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does them, the, uh, these things, should live by them. So that means if you are living by the law, how many gets the Ten Commandments out? You can read it. It looks real clear. I ain't never killed nobody. But I tell you right now, I've been guilty of, uh, of how do you say, wanting bad things to happen to somebody. Which Jesus said is just as bad as killing somebody. You know? You got to be careful what you think you are. Because I tell you right now, what's inside of you is what God's looking at. You can say, I've never committed adultery. But you better be careful. If you've ever looked on another woman to lust after, look out. You're guilty. That's why I only have righteousness in him. All these things, these laws, they're beautiful. But I can't reach them, Duran. They're too high for me. My flesh is too weak. Your flesh is too weak. So what do we got to do? We got to keep rising up, Jesus. I need you again. Give me strength to walk this way. Give me grace to walk, dear Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to put aside everything that's in the way of me representing you. If I can't fight this fight, I might as well quit. I'm not leading no example if I don't fight this fight. Moms and dads, it's the only way you can lead your children to God. Tell them they need Jesus. That was my message to my cousin. In life and in death, we still need Jesus. Verse 6, But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise, Say not in your heart, Who shall ascend to heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. 
which we preach. Why am I preaching this word of faith today? I'm preaching it because I want you to get your eyes. You can't go to heaven and bring Jesus down here to lead you around, walk you by the, by the hand. But you can have faith in him. The word is right nigh you. All you have to do is speak. Jesus, help me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, my Savior. He paid the price, paid for everything you and I need to make it, be able to walk this Christian walk. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for you and I. How many knows that's true? Listen, I'm trying to tell you this gospel salvation is right on the old platform where you can reach it. It ain't up somewhere. I don't care what the church, some of the church is telling you. You don't have to earn it. You can't do anything to earn it. Your salvation is in him. And young people, you have to get that. Because you're going to find yourself, the world of flesh and the devil will pull you every which way it loose. And all of a sudden, Son Connie said it this morning, you rise up sometimes in the middle of a storm and you say, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, got to do that. But the truth is, where's Jesus at? In your heart and in your thoughts. Do I learn to turn to Jesus? Or do I learn to turn to the world and what they're saying? We don't go up and bring him down. We don't bring him back from the dead. It says he made it plain and clear. He gave us faith to believe. If you believe what Jesus accomplished 2,000 years ago, guess what? You can be saved. I don't care who you are. That's the only way I got saved. My daddy could take me up there and tell me to quote words, but it wasn't going to do it. I needed to know in my heart I was lost, and I needed to know that I was crying out to the only Savior of the world that had paid my price. He came. He died. He lived perfect. He lived the very law of God. Only him. But see, he had to become flesh. See, when Jesus went to preach in Nazareth, Guess what they said? Oh, that's that Joseph and Mary boy. How many of those they couldn't believe? They couldn't believe. All they could see was the flesh. But can I tell you something? It was meant for them to say that because if they, he had not come in the flesh, he couldn't be our Savior. But he became one of me and you. But he became obedient unto the Father's will. His whole life, was I will be obedient to the will of the Father. I will obey the law. I will fulfill the law. I will do all those things, not for his sin, for our sin, that me and you could be included. And that's why he says, now it's by faith that you open. The door is open to anyone who believes. If you believe, you can receive. I don't care if you're young or you're old. Listen to me. It don't get no more complicated. That's the very truth of the gospel of salvation. And when they began to put all kinds of restraints, and, and you know what, I'm not telling you it ain't a, a, a job to live for God afterwards. It'll cost you everything. Because you'll find out family, friends, anybody else, 
will come against you. Why? Because you're shining a light. You're living for Jesus. Liz, if you live for Jesus, you're going to rub everybody the wrong way. Even sometimes your family. You know? And you got a beautiful family. But the truth is, every one of us, if you walk for Jesus, you're going to have to make up your mind, I have to follow him for me. I have to hear him. I have to listen. I have to take myself to him. He's my only Savior. Then look at verse 9. This is what was quoted. If you ever come up to get saved, guess what? Most of the time, Andy or, or Bobby, Larry used to, a lot of people come up. These are a lot of the scriptures they'll read to you. This is one of them. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth, thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's not Tim Pruitt's word. That's God's word. How many knows Paul wrote that down? But he wanted the Roman people, the Roman people to understand how easy it was to receive Jesus. He wanted them to understand. Confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. I confess Jesus came 2,000 years ago, lived this life, paid my price, died on Calvary, and the sacrifice that's proven. How is it proven? Because it was accepted of the Father. See, Jesus became the sacrifice, and the Heavenly Father accepted his sacrifice. If not, there would be no spirit that comes to you and says, I'm, and makes you guilty. Did you know the Spirit of God comes to you, convicts you of your sin? That's how you come to God. You think you can roll up here anytime you want to and get saved. Sometimes you can't do that at all. It takes the Holy Spirit to draw you. God knows where you're at in your heart. You may put on a good show for mom and dad. You may tell them you're okay. But can I tell you, the Holy Spirit of God will convict you about what's going on in your heart. And he will humble you. And I'm going to tell you something. When you come to the day and it's time to face him, you want to be right. You don't want to have no false face on. Get off the false face. Start living true before him. Listen to what I'm telling you. I know it sounds like I'm talking a small thing, but it's not. It's a big thing. See, we got a whole America that don't seem to know who Jesus is. We got a whole America that's quit leaning on him, quit depending on him. They quit crying out to him. They don't allow nobody to convict them about nothing. Don't tell me I got sin. Don't tell me I can't live with my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Don't tell me I can't do what I'm doing. I mean, I ain't telling you nothing. I'm going to tell you, look at the word of God. You get it cross with him. And then you worry about it. Then you work on it. I'm not trying to condemn you. I didn't go down there to condemn my cousins. I loved them. I loved them. I don't care. They have a little bit different belief than I do. I didn't go down there to attack that, Carl. I just gave them what Jesus gave me. Because I want them to know Jesus has loved them just as much as he loved me. And he wants to reach them just like he wants to reach me. 
And sometimes we turn him away. We have our own ideal. I know what I want to do. I know what, what's right. I'll do what's right. Yet he's going to get you nowhere. Young people, it's not going to get you there. You want God's blessing on your life? Then you need to come to Jesus. And when you want God's future husband, you need to come to Jesus. And when you want God's future wife, you need to talk to Jesus about it. And when you want children from God, you need to talk to Jesus about it. Because I tell you right now, he'll want you to raise them to know him. He will give them to you, and he'll give you great grace and great mercy. And I remember, I've said it before, I remember looking at my oldest son, Timmy, when he was born. And I cried. I said, Adam, I don't deserve him to be healthy. I thought, I'm not good enough. God, I... I don't deserve what you have given me. But God graciously gives us right over the top of our old self. And sometimes when he gives them to us, we don't take them serious enough. My whole life, and I've failed at many things, but I want my children to know Jesus. I remember getting on my knees and saying, God, I don't care if they ever have money. I don't care if they ever have anything. I don't care how smart they are. They can work at Arby's all their life. If you're going to work at Arby's, I don't mean that to put these down. But the truth is, they can work wherever they want to. As long as they know who you are, Jesus. I want them to know what true salvation is. I want to know because once they get a hold of that, once they reach out and say, Lord, I need you, I don't have to worry about him, Dre, no more. I realize God will work on them. God will take a hold of their life and he'll begin to do a work that I couldn't even see. But that's my responsibility to bring that to that day. <clears throat> For with the heart man believes the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Are you ashamed of the true gospel? Are you ashamed to cry in front of somebody or to admit that you've got faults? Or to actually come to God and say, God, I'm wrong. Or go to someone else and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. We can't do that no more. We live on our pride. Oh, no, I'm a good person. Yeah, I can tally up my list of things I've done good, and I don't know nobody enough. Yeah, I don't have nothing to tally, only what Jesus has done. I can't stand on anything I've done, only what he's doing. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's whosoever. That includes all. That even includes Russia. That even includes all these people from all across the land. I don't care what they've been raised to know. Me and you have had too many good blessings in life and too many great graces to live in the country that we live in for us to turn it over and to say it doesn't matter what happens. Yes, it does. God requires that we stand for the truth, stand for what's right, and I know we need to remove a lot of people that call themselves leaders. 
And we need to get leaders in there that will fall on their face again like our forefathers did and cry out, oh God, help us. Take us to whatever battle you want us to take and then you fight the battle for us, Lord, because we're leaning on you. If our nation don't come back to that, guess what? We got no hope. Guess what? We're not living on our pride just like Israel was living on their pride. They thought they'd do it because they were called Jews. That didn't get it. God remembered everything that he promised Abraham. But yet he will not be mocked and he will not be defied. He's God. He knows too much. Ephesians 2 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. We can see the disobedient in our land. But can I tell you, we used to walk the same path. Yeah, you might not have got as deep into it. Duran, like you was talking to that lady. I don't know how to go any farther. I told my cousins yesterday, or Friday, I have hardly, and I said this before, I'm not saying it privately, I've hardly ever read too many books. This Bible's mostly what I read. But Randy, I'm glad I didn't cloud my mind with a bunch of garbage. Sometimes when I read and listen to what they've taught people in the colleges and the schools, I think to myself, oh God, you protected me. I was too dumb to learn, maybe. I don't know. Maybe God was just putting a shield over my head. But if he was going to use me, he didn't need that garbage in my head. I don't need to share it with nobody. It's of God. Whatever God says is what matters. I'm not picking it. Education. But when we educate ourselves to be without God, we're in trouble. It says, among whom also... We had our conversation time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when he, we were dead in our sins, he hath quickened us together by, with Christ. By grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together to sit together in a heavenly place in Christ. Do you know you're sitting in a heavenly place? If you know Jesus Christ, you know what? Don't get prideful. Just say, oh, my goodness, who am I to sit in Christ? I sit in a heavenly place. You say I'm on this platform. That makes me higher than you. That don't make me higher. What makes me higher, if I got any height, is I'm in Jesus. And so are you if you know him. We are not standing on our own. We're standing on him. It's him in us. And outside of that, you have nothing to stand on. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward, toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. When confession from the mouth, listen to me, when confession from your mouth 
is made unto salvation. Faith comes from its silence. I mean, here's what I'm saying now. Did you know faith's silence in you right now? If you've not mentioned, if you've not come to Christ, I want you to hear something. Faith is silent inside of you. Even if you believe, you won't speak it. Even if you see it, you won't say it. But the Bible says, with, with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Faith comes from the silence to announce itself and proclaim the glory and the grace of the Lord. So my voice becomes the confession that I believe. How many knows what I just said? See, I come to the place when I gave my heart to God where I had to speak out and say, I confess I'm a sinner. And I confess that I believe that Jesus paid my price. And guess what? My confession is part of my salvation because God made it that way. Don't be ashamed to speak up. Don't be ashamed of this gospel. You know what? There ain't a Christian here that didn't come that way. You have to come to the place where you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And you say what? He says proclaim. You cannot pay for the gift of salvation. He gave it to you. It's a gift. He saves us under good works, but he don't save you by your works. He saves you to do work, but it's not your works that get you saved. It's his work that's already done. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. I'm saying this real simple because I want young people, I even want these little children to understand. If I got saved at 13 as dumb as I was, anybody can get saved. I'm sorry to tell you, I don't care what excuse you're using. You can blame it on how you was raised. You can blame it on grandma, grandpa, and anybody else that said whatever. But the truth is, the word of God is real clear. And these are the way of salvation. Scriptures. Not going to change. Don't need to change. It's perfect. Whosoever will come and call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. That's you. That's me. Don't be backward. You know what God gives us a lifetime to come to him? I know he don't want us to wait till then. But I thought of that thief on the cross and how simple it was that he accepted Jesus. First he said, me and this thief, this other thief, we deserve what we're getting. But this man's done nothing. How many knew he was admitting he was a sinner? He was admitting he was lost, Ken. He was saying it. I know I'm lost. But this man's done nothing. And then he looked at him and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I'm going to tell you something. That's what God's looking from your heart. Humble yourself and say, Lord, remember me. Remember me, Lord, I'm lost. I need you, Jesus. Don't look for it in no one else. Don't look for it in some program or some story. I can give you a book full of scriptures on how to get saved and all those things. But can I tell you something? The truth is right before your face. And he wants you to come to him.
you personally. Mom and dad can't save you. Only Jesus. He sits at the right hand of the Father, not waiting on the end of time. He's waiting on you to call. Waiting on you to come to him. And he continually bids for us. Compels us to come to him. Becky, come on back up. Galatians 2.20 says this, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. Now I, live, I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. How many knows it's that simple? I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ died in vain. Listen to me. If Christ died in vain, I mean, if, the, if you get righteousness by the works that you're doing, why would Jesus come and die? He died because we could not get the righteousness that was in the law because of our flesh was weak. So he became the flesh lived among us, was obedient to the Father, and died for our sins, and his sacrifice. When God looks down, what does he see? He sees us hid in Christ. If he don't, I'm in trouble. Because I know I've not, I've not walked perfect. I don't live perfect. None of us do. But I'm in him. I accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what? That's what's wrong with America. They can't accept the gospel of Jesus Christ no more. But I receive the gospel. That's my life. You say, well, that's because you're a preacher. No. That's for your family. That's for your future. That's for your life here. Don't you know you have to receive him to walk with him? You have to have him flowing in you. Let let his faith continually work on you. Start believing what is worth. If you get sick, what do you do? Go to the doctor? Can I tell you something? When I get sick and the doctor says there's no hope, Cindy, guess where I go? I go to my heavenly father and I look at the words that he wrote down for me. And I say, Lord, if it's your will, I believe you paid for my healing. Is that too hard? It's that simple. You know what? I'd rather go there than to try to get a hold of what the doctor's trying to tell me, all the good things they're going to do for me. I'd rather go there. Because, see, I know my Heavenly Father can change things. My Heavenly Father sent His Son to bring victory in Jesus. And the victory's here. It's here for you. It's here for me. I know I told you I had a short sermon, and that is a short sermon. Not a whole lot extra in it, but you know what? It's truth, and you need it, and I need it. And sometimes God tells me, get off of some kind of big message. Just speak the truth. Because sometimes when I look back, Susie, I remember thinking I just got to let my kids know how to get saved. 
I got to teach them. I got to show them what it means to be saved. And I can't do this in me. I have to pray for him to help me. But see, I want my children to know that there's a path that Jesus paid for. And mom and dad ain't going to cloud it up with a bunch of garbage. Mom's not going to give them an alternate route. I'm going to give them Jesus. That's what they need. Jesus changed you, Susie. Jesus changed Corey. And Jesus will change little Cohen and little Levi and little Mackenzie. And I can't remember the other one. Macy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Macy. Macy, yeah. But God can do all things. Can he do all things? If he can change you, he'll be the one that changes you, your children. Praise God. Everyone stand if you will. The faith comes from the provider. Who is the provider? It's God. God has provided faith for you and I. He put Jesus Christ before you to believe him. How many hears that? Jesus Christ is before you to believe him. That's what this gospel is about. It comes from our heavenly father. God is the provider of it and, has, and us believing and receiving what we see in him. That's our faith. I got to believe what he's told me. I got to believe what he says. I got to return to him. Praise God. I don't know why God brings stuff like this sometimes, but sometimes I think we're allowing the world to bury us back in the darkness. We need to rise up and walk by faith. We need to rise up and believe in Jesus. I thought when Connie said that this morning, sometimes those storms come. Sometimes those turmoil days come. And I'm running back and forth wondering what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What should I do here? What should I do there? But then I remember I need to go to Jesus. I needed to talk to the one that has all the answers. Learn to lean on him. Learn to hold to him. Learn to raise your life to him. Learn to turn everything over to him. All the education in the world ain't going to change that. As she sings something, you need to pray and come. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can come and receive him today because the door is Christ. Did you know there wasn't a door before Jesus came? We just had a, a great righteous word that we couldn't live up to. We all came short of it. But now he's the door, the door of faith have to do is come and receive him. If he's talking to you and you know you're not saved and you need to be saved, you come today. Somebody will pray with you. Somebody will even show you these scriptures. But all you've got to do is from your heart say, Lord, I need to be saved. I'm lost without you. While she's saying, 
just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was shed